Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Other side of the glass is our guy Adam Roberts. And you coming up on today's show, Don with Chillis, talk Badgers and Marquette Hoops. He'll join us uh, coming up uh, and looking forward to hearing from him. Wanted to do something fun, though, uh, on the show. And again, when I say fun, uh, I mean something where, you know, we're not going to get stressed out. There's not going to be a lot of arguing. You're right. I'm right. None of that stuff. I, I try I try not to do that as much on this show. I try to keep it a little bit, uh, you know, more fun, uh, a little bit more loose uh, on this show uh, when we do topics. So here's the topic at hand. Going off of Marquette. That's That's the jump, Marquette. What coach? Do you think that your favorite team could be any team? I don't care who the team is. Could be a Wisconsin team, pro team, college team. Could be some other team uh, around the state. Could be a soccer team, a basketball team, a hockey. I don't care. Doesn't matter. What coach do you think your favorite team wasted the most time having? What coach do you think your favorite team wasted the most time having? I'll start. Whoa, Joe at Marquette. What a complete waste of everyone's time in having that dude as head coach. I mean, I had patience early. I certainly did. I tried, 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 tried. For the first couple of years, I was like, okay, well, he's coming from Shashevsky. He'll figure it out. But the key always was, will you be able to recruit? Because that's part of the reason you're bringing the dude in. That he recruited for Shashevsky. He had Jabari Parker here in town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wojo's a great guy. Love Wojo. And it was, oh, Wojo helped recruit Jabari Parker out of Chicago to go play at Duke. And they got their friendship and so forth. Okay, fine. Great. Turns out, recruiting maybe wasn't necessarily... uh, the sale and all that wasn't necessarily the worst part about Wojo. The worst part about Wojo was in-game X's and O's. That was the worst part about Wojo. That that was that was uh, the more of the determining factor than anything else. I mean, to just simply not even show up in the NCAA tournament, not lose in the Sweet 16 consistently or something like that, and you just can't get over the hump. That, that's not what the issue was. You couldn't even get them there consistently. And when you're coming off of a Tom Crean. Uh, and you're coming off of Buzz Williams. Yeah, you're kind of expected to be there. Maybe spoiled, but Dick Bennett, Bo Ryan, Greg Gard, expected to be there in the NCAA tournament. If you can't be there, you shouldn't be there as the head coach. Moving on, right? I mean, to me, they wasted a lot of time and energy and money in letting him stay there as long as he stayed there. So to answer the question, 
What coach do you think your favorite team wasted the most time having? To me, it's Wojo at Marquette. That's just easy. It's Wojo. So who is it for you? It could be football. Maybe it's Mike McCarthy for you. Maybe. Maybe it's Mike Sherman. I got, I got another one that I've got. I got a couple of them. I, I, I like this game. This is going to be a fun game for me because there's, there's a couple I feel could be real nice and fun. Uh, to have this conversation about 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan, or you can tweet me at Sparky Radio. Either one works. Rob uh, tweets at 1250 AM The Fan, says, you just have to look at the photo. Now, he's talking about the photo that was put out by our guy, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, that went along with the tweet from the 1250 AM The Fan account. He said, incredible what a change in leadership has meant in less than a year at Marquette. New team, outlook, playing style, and having success. That's Rob tweeting at 1250 a.m. The fan. Rob, a big Marquette guy uh, as well. To me, that's, that's my one. I've got others. Uh, we'll get to the others. But that, that, to me, that's my first guy. Adam Roberts, I'm going to go to you in fear that he may be hockey again, but we'll still go to you anyhow. Adam Roberts, who is that one coach for you uh, that you think wasted the most time having with your favorite team? Oh, you know me so well, Back to Steve. Hockey. Here we go I've again. been here two months, and you've already got me. Just carry around a hockey stick with you in the halls. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, well, I'll give you two, and one of them will not be a hockey one, and I'll I, start fine. there. I'm fine I'll with start hockey. there. Yeah. Mike Sherman. Oh, yeah. I was just a young lad watching Brett Favre and Packers football in the early 2000s, and I just never understood, and we've seen it in his time after when he floundered at Texas A&M, why they were so high on Mike Sherman for all those years. I never really understood it. The 4-12 and season was uh, – now there's a lot of factors beyond just head coaching sure. and whatever, but I never really understood what they saw in the guy. And then for hockey, just I won't go too far into it because I could go for five minutes. But Mike Babcock in Toronto was hired on an eight-year, $50 million contract and was out by 2019. Yeesh. Eight years, $50 million for the Eesh. wide-eyed veteran ready to coach and take Toronto to the next level. Never happened. In fact, they finished last place his first season. Was supposed to have a great 2016. Finished... 29, 42, and 11 for 69 points. That's Wonderful. tough. That, that's tough. I'll give you that. That one is tough. No doubt about it. That one is tough. Uh, okay. I got another one here from Cactus Pete. Uh, tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM. The fan Gary Anderson at Wisconsin. I got to go back and look at this one. Because while I agree with you, things definitely got screwed up with Gary Anderson. And you should also be remembered that I, looking back, probably feel kind of dumb about it, but I back then was a Gary Anderson supporter because Gary Anderson came in saying, look, I believe that you can put that Badger helmet down anywhere in this country and people will know it's the Badgers. They'll know that it's the Badgers and we should be able to recruit anybody we want across the country. Now, he clearly wasn't up to date on the academic standards at Wisconsin, so that obviously hurt him. But having said that, if you look at Gary Anderson's records at Wisconsin, and he was only there two years, he was nine and four. They lost the Capital One Bowl, uh, and then he was ten and three the year after that, and then obviously bailed. But those aren't horrible records: nine and four, ten and three. Uh, at the end of the day, they were ranked. Uh, let's see, they ended up thirteenth in the AP poll his second and final year. Only there two years. The best they were in the AP poll that year was 11. They started in 14th. So they pretty much held serve where they were. But to Cactus Pete's point, the issue became, A, he walked out on Barry, uh, which Barry was hot about. And two uh, was the fact that he kind of screwed up that whole mentality of how they do things at Wisconsin. Because if you remember, he came in, he didn't want the big, honking, huge offensive lineman. Yeah, uh. I want younger, I want lighter guys that can get up and be more mobile. So his scheme of what he wanted to run didn't necessarily match with what was already there talent-wise. So by bringing Gary Anderson in, and this is the one thing I never understood about Barry on that hire. Like, why would you go away from what works? Kind of like Michigan did with Rich Rodriguez back in the day at the Wolverines. Same thing. 
they went to that spread them out offense, changed their offensive line and the guys they were recruiting uh, and tried to play a different style of ball. It didn't work for them there. It wasn't horrible for Wisconsin win loss wise. The only problem was once he left and then you finally went and got Paul Christ, who Barry wanted the first time, but he'd only been at Pitt one year and he didn't want to screw over Pitt necessarily. So he didn't pursue it. When Paul Chris comes back, now you had to rebuild the offensive line, get the bigger, the bigger kids in there to play on the offensive line and get back to the identity that you had with Barry Alvarez and Brett Bielema. So Cactus Pete's was Gary Anderson, uh, even though that was only a, a two-year deal for Wisconsin. Let's go to Nate, north side of Milwaukee. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, what coach is it for you, uh, do you think, uh, that your favorite team wasted the most time having? Um, I got two for you, Sparky. Um, one is Mike McCarthy um, towards the end of his tenure. Um, you could tell that it was a, a disconnect between him and Rodgers, and then you could also tell, like, he, the, like the, the defense and the offense that he was running, it was very, very stale, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working anymore. But he, he didn't want to change it. Um, and then the, another one I got for you is Ron Renicky. Um When he was here, I just, I just never understood, uh, understood moves that he made as far as lineups and pitching wise. Um, and then when they went to, uh, when they went to Craig, I, I, I felt that it was a better fit for the Brewers as far as what they wanted to do with, with the limited assets that they had. All right, good. I like it. Those are both good ones for sure. Nate, thanks for the call. I'll say my number two player, my number two coach on this list. We got down with chills coming up a little bit. Number two on my list, Ned Yost. Ned Yost. Ned freaking Yost. By far is number two on this list. And you go, well, why? Listen, first off, he deserves a pat on the back. Good job, Ned, for being able to suffer through the first couple of years, which were crap. And Doug Melvin all but said, hey, that was a honeymoon first couple of years. There was no expectations to win. I was just kind of filling the roster, waiting for our young guys in the farm system to get up to the major league level. Then once they got to the major league level, then it was on Ned to have the patience to let them develop at the major league level. Yeah, J.J. Hardy had a ton of errors. Yeah, Ricky Weeks uh, had a ton of errors. Whatever. But we're still going to continue to run him back out there and play him. We're just going to play through the whole thing and let them learn at the major league level. And some managers, I'm sure, would not have wanted to do that, to sacrifice winning for development necessarily, but he did it. And I think he developed them quite well. But once you got to the point where, okay, now we're good, right? Now we're feeling pretty good. And you get to the second half of the season, and you fall off. And you get to the second half of the season, and you fall off. And it becomes a trend. Then you got to go. Now, some of you, I'm sure, did not like the fact that Ned got let go the way he got let go at the end of that season. Dale Swain came in, and they made the playoffs for the first time in 26 years, and so forth. But I'm sorry. I remember that day like it was yesterday. When that happened, I was on the air losing my mind happy, going, this can't be true. There's no way they're firing him this late in the season. There's no chance Ned's out of a job this late. Sure enough, he was out of a job that late in the season. And then Swain comes in. They bring Yount in to be the bench coach. Uh, and Ned watches on the outside in. Now, fast forward. Our guy 6'10's Josh Vernier, who used to be the host here on the One He's Big Show. Some of you may remember back in the day. He becomes the Royals guy for 6'10 Sports down there. Uh, kind of like their beat writer type guy, right? And Ned ends up in Kansas City where Josh is. And I remember Josh Vernier going, I am not telling him that I worked with you. I'm not telling him anything about being there. I'm just gonna why bring it up and, and possibly ruin a relationship because Ned did not like me and I, I completely understand why. But either way, so he gets there and I remember having Josh Vernier on the station and Josh going, "Sparky's different. He changed." And he even said he learned from mistakes that he made in Milwaukee and then eventually got that team to back-to-back World Series, got a World Series ring at the end of the day, even though plenty of questionable decisions along the way. But he ended up with a World Series ring. Now retired, and I'm sure enjoying retirement very much. So at this point, is Ned Yost. Uh, but yeah, Ned Yost, number two for me. Like, they could have been done with Ned two years earlier, and I would have been completely fine with it. 
Uh, Mike in Grafton, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. The question on the table, what coach do you think your favorite team wasted the most time having? Got an interesting one for you, Sparky, because uh, it's not a Wisconsin team. I'm All a right. big Purdue fan. I'm a big Colts fan, so a lot of Indiana teams. But Purdue football, uh, Daryl Hazel was a joke. He was. Um, it, it was It was terrible. I mean, Danny Hope wasn't great, but then you got this guy in here, and it was a lot of the same things that people have been saying is, he was supposed to be a recruiter, right? Like, yep. he got yeah. Where was he? Like Western Kentucky or something like that before, and got them to a big bowl and all that. It was Kent State. Like playing for him, and what did he win? Like two games. I think he was at. Or? I think Adam Roberts just told me that it's Kent State is where he was at. Kent State. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It would. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was a joke. It was. You know, we. <laughs> it got to a point where we were. You know, the noon game or the 11 o'clock game on ESPN2 with, like, the intern camera people. Like, they weren't yep. following the balls at all. It was like, this is just, I, it was hard to watch. And, you know, being the mascot that I am, of course, I still watch. Well, of but, course, you're a fan. You're not going right. to leave them. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was that, that was a, a very easy answer to, to this question. Good. So. I like it. Very good. Mike, thanks for calling in and participating. Uh, Scott tweets at 1250 AM. The fan says, uh, the Packers extending Bart Starr twice, I think. Horrible. And was not ready to be a head coach, says Scott, tweeting at 1250 uh, AM, the fam. Now, that I can't really get too much into because, A, I do remember Bart Starr coaching, but I was much younger. I mean, when Bart Starr was coaching, I was like six, seven, eight years old, somewhere in that area. I remember watching Gary Ellerson and Ellis and all of those guys play on that team for sure. But as far as like, how good he was one way or the other, I don't know. Can't really get into it. All I can say about Bart Starr uh, is in my numerous times uh, having a chance to interview him in person um, and on the phone and so forth, one of the nicest human beings ever. He was just, he was. He was one of the nicest human beings ever. And uh, I enjoyed talking to him every time I had a chance to talk to him back in the day. Now, coming up next, uh, our guy, Don Wachillis. Journey House College Sports Show coming up tonight. Him and Dan Underberg. Got Badgers, got Marquette, got things to talk about next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. You can catch the Admirals on my 24, their next game action. Those of you that don't know, yeah, you can watch them on TV. My 24, baby. That's the place to catch all of your Milwaukee Admirals a hockey for sure. You always hear me talk about Young Express. What about becoming a successful transporter of expedited freight? A stress-free lifestyle, put the windows down, turn up the radio, and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Young Express, baby, they've been in business for over 30 years. Oh, they got 24 dis- a 24-7 dispatch team. Now, very dedicated and take it very personal to keep drivers moving. Why is that a big deal? Because if you're not moving, you're not making any money. In Young Express, you can be over the road one week, drive local the next. You can mix it up, local, regional, or over the road. That just means nationwide. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Right now, they're looking for full-time independent contractors at Young Express. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G, express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, uh, your friend and my friend, Don Wachillis from the Journey House College Sports Show uh, coming up on Thursday nights from 6 to 8 including this evening. Don, thanks for coming on. Sparky, thanks for having me. Good to talk with you. Don't know if you saw the uh, tweet uh, promoting you and the question of the day, but I will ask you, what coach do you think your favorite team wasted the most time having Don Wachillis? Uh It's going to be repetitive because it's already been mentioned. There's two. Uh, One was Gary Anderson with Wisconsin, uh, just a round peg in a square hole. Uh, I I think he's a quality coach. Uh, When you saw him leave uh, Utah State, you know, he called up each and every player individually to speak with them before exiting. I think just a guy with some really impressive character but it didn't fit with the Badgers. And I think it ended up wasting a couple of years, even though his record was impressive for two years. It just seemed, yeah, it just seemed for whatever reason to kind of put the program a step back after he left. And then the other one is Wojo. Unbelievable recruiter um, had some unbelievable talent with the golden Eagles, 
but when it came to X's and O's, it was almost as if he really needed to hire a offensive coordinator and a yep. defensive coordinator to get the job done because really what did we have? We ran a high ball screen and then we had four guys watch Marcus Howard go to work. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. And you know, it's funny because we talk about him and recruiting and so forth, but man, I'm sorry. Like we were talking about it earlier today on the big show, Gary and me, uh, about Marquette, man. I mean, this team is as 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 long as athletic as I can remember seeing Marquette probably, well, definitely since Buzz, for sure. And they may even be more athletic than Buzz's teams were. Oh, I think incredibly more athletic. I mean, it's a different style of basketball, Sparky. You know, when Buzz Williams was there, we were still talking about position basketball. You had a power forward, a right. center, that that's the ball where now you play positionless. You look for almost the prototype of what Giannis is. Tall, athletic, can handle the ball, can shoot from the outside, can get you rebounds when you need be, can get to the low post when need be. And that's what Marquette has from top to bottom and credit Shaka Smart for the young men he brought in and for the young men he was able to keep from Wojo's team to create what he has right now. You know, the other thing, too, when we talk about, and we, we had this as a topic earlier as far as, you know, who do you think is more tournament-ready, Marquette or Wisconsin? And when we were talking about Marquette, um, it just feels like, to me, it's going to come down to Marcel uh, in how well he shoots and Kolick. Because if, I, I've said this if Kolick shoots well from outside, this team is really, really dangerous. If he's shooting the three ball well, and that's been a problem with him all year is not shooting the three ball well. But when he's on and feeling confident about himself, uh, that team is is a lot more dangerous uh, for me, at least going forward. I think the similarities between Marquette, if you take Kolick and Brad Davis, and yes. if you take Lewis and Justin, uh, Honey Davis, excuse me, it, the similarities between the two teams are unbelievable. So then when you talk about Morsel and you talk about Davison in the backcourt, that veteran leadership is going to be key. And yesterday, when we talk about Marquette, you saw them again to be able to shoot from the outside, go down to the post when need be. And to me, yesterday win in the midst of this streak, which has been unbelievable in one of the toughest stretches they have in the schedule and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but to come off the loss to Providence where you had that game won on the road and came up just short, played remarkably well, but then even though you're at home, you're playing an incredibly talented Villanova team and you responded and no pun intended, you rebounded and got yourself the win. I think that just says, unbelievable things about what Shaka Smart is doing with the Golden Eagle. They were the better team last night from start to finish. I mean, they were oh, the better absolutely. they were the better team on the floor. This wasn't like they got hot down the, at the end of the game and won the game. They were the better team last night overall. They started strong. They had that really good first half and then Villanova like you knew they were going to do like a lot of good teams do had that run in the second half. Yep. But as Marquette has done throughout that winning streak, that seven-game winning streak, they were able to not allow the momentum to get away from them. They recaptured it and went ahead for the win, something they didn't do on the road against Providence. They were able to do once again at home last night against Villanova and get the win from it. Time with Don with Chills. Check out the Journey House Sports uh, College Sports Show coming. Or not College Sports Show, but yeah, a College Sports Show. Uh, coming up uh, tonight from 6 to 8 o'clock. Uh, and looking forward to hearing that tonight at 6. I, I, I want to stay with Marquette. So, yeah. the difference, I think, Don, between Badgers and Marquette is, I think Marquette's bench is better than Wisconsin's bench. And I think if the Badgers get knocked out of a tournament or when they get knocked out of the tournament, I think that's going to be part of the reason why. Either somebody gets in foul trouble, gets dinged up, or their guys just get tired playing two games in three days, and their bench just simply doesn't have enough to keep them afloat. I I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think the bench for the Golden Eagles is deeper than what we're seeing at the Badgers, or with the Badgers, I should say. Wisconsin, I think has talent, but it's going to need another year or so to develop. Marquette right now just is seemingly deeper. And because of it, like you said, once you get into tournament time, whether we're talking about just sheer exhaustion of playing a couple of games in three days, 
or you know in tournament time you start getting into foul trouble. The game gets called a little bit differently once you get into tournament time, and you're going to need to go a little bit deeper into that bench. So I agree with you. At least the way it sits right now, Marquette's bench being deeper gives them the upper hand once we get into those one-and-done type tournaments as we get into the conference tournaments and then obviously Talk with Donald Chillis. Catch him tonight. Journey House College Sports Show, 6 to 8 tonight on 1250 AM. The Fan. Uh, Don, what about the Wisconsin Badgers and what happened to them last night? I mean, for them, uh, and it always has been this way, I guess, for Wisconsin, is they shoot the three, they can beat you. They don't shoot the three, they're going to lose. I think last night they started off like 0 for 13 or something crazy like that. Johnny Davis didn't play all that well either. He got to the line a lot, but he didn't play well. Um, and they end up coming up on the losing end. But even though they lost, and even though Kofi dominated them inside, um, you look at that game and you go, okay, uh, odds of them being that bad in a tournament game, probably not as high as them probably being able to shoot the ball at least average in a tournament game. Uh, so I still have faith in them in the tournament, but there's they, to me, are more reliant on the three than Marquette. At least they were last night because I know – from an offensive standpoint, what they were trying to do was trying to bring Kofi out of the paint a little bit off the low block and then spread things out. Right. And when Wisconsin's able to spread you out a little bit, that's when they're most effective. But last night you watched that game and they couldn't hit water falling out of a boat for much of that 40 minutes. And what did Kofi do? He stayed on the low block. He puts 37 in. If they hit anything, from the perimeter, I don't know if they necessarily win, but I think it changes the dynamics of the game. And if it changes the dynamics, that would have given at least the Badgers a shot to get a good end round. Don, the other thing about uh, this Badgers team, when you when you look at it right now, is Johnny Davis obviously uh, being hyped. Badgers put out a hype video for National Player of the Year. He's going to have a target on his back. I think he kind of already does now when the Badgers roll into uh, a place to play somebody. But now when you get to the tournament, and now really it is, you know, losing, you go home. How much more difficult is this going to get, do you think, for Johnny Davis as we get towards Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament? I think it'll get more challenging for Johnny Davis, but I think what will need to happen is it's going to be Brad Davison stepping up like he has for the better part, let's say, of the last month. Because if you can alter the defensive schemes, right now, as you said, when the Badgers roll into town, everybody's going after Jonathan Davis. Your whole defensive scheme is based on him. Well, if you get another hot hand on the floor, and now you've got to rearrange some things from a defensive standpoint, now you free up Jonathan Davis a little bit, and he's much more apt to get to the hoop if it's one-on-one instead of one-on-two or one-on-three, that's what's going to need to happen for them when they get to the Big Ten tournament. And then, obviously, the national tournament, you're going to need some of those other guys to be able to hit from the perimeter. All right, Don, what do you got coming up on the show tonight from 6 to 8? Well, we'll spend the first part of the show, Sparky. i got to cry in my beer a little bit over Caleb Williams. I can't believe I got sucked in by that. You know, so last did I. week, if you would have... If you would have asked me last week, there was that part of me that said it was really nice that Wisconsin was being mentioned, but ah, it's not going to happen. And then lo and behold, as the days wear on, yeah, I got sucked in big time thinking that Caleb Williams was coming and then got my heart broken on Monday. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about, obviously, the Badgers and Marquette. And then we'll also get into the WEAC. We had a top five matchup last night between Oshkosh and Platteville. In Oshkosh, they got the win. So we've got a number of teams again in the state ranked in the top 25. I think we now have between the men and women seven or eight teams here in the state at the Division Three level ranked in the top 25. So once the WEAC tournament gets going, well, I'll tell you, we, we're going to have some really good tournament basketball as we make our way into March. Check them out tonight. Journey House College Sports Show tonight, 6 to 8 here on 1250 AM. The fan, him and Dan Underberg tonight. Don, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Sparky, appreciate you. Talk to you later. All good. There he is, Don Wachillis on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I'm applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Well, breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. 
today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out on My24. Check out uh, all the fun things they have coming up, including raising a bunch of money for Special Olympics right now. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Again, milwaukeeadmirals.com. Uh, .com. So we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, a leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Some news coming out. Jim Ozarski of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Bucks head coach Mike Boonholzer says that Brooke Lopez will travel with the team to the West Coast, largely because he is due for a post-op checkup in Los Angeles. There was some video floating around today on social media, uh, and you could see Brooke Lopez in the background shooting jumpers. And people got a little bit excited, as I understand. I would be, too. Boonholzer said this is not the checkup that will clear Lopez for practice, however. Lopez does continue individual workouts. I don't care. This is still positive. I mean, if you can just get him back, say, beginning of March, and let him have a month and a half uh, to be back practicing, get a few games in, get his feet and his legs underneath him so he can play 30 minutes, and you get to the playoffs, that has to be the goal. Take as long as you want to get it right. Just don't screw it up, right? Don't rush him back too too early, and then he gets re-injured, and then you're feeling like an idiot because you rushed him back. So, again, slower the better. Take your time. Get him some games in so he's ready to play 30 minutes a night once you get to the playoffs. All right, we had Charles Davis on earlier today, NFL and CBS analyst on the Wendy's Big Show, uh, and talked about a variety of things, including Aaron Rodgers with uh, – himself and we had Gary and me interviewing him as Leroy Butler had the day off. Leroy is here uh tomorrow though on the Wendy's Big Show. Here's how it sounded earlier. Joining us now, NFL on CBS analyst Charles Davis on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider Tiring Drivers right now for more info. Call them 844 Pride or go to Schneiderjobs.com. That's 844 Pride or go to Schneiderjobs.com. Charles, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys having me on and Leroy heard I was coming and said, this is definitely a day off. <laughs> no, he, he didn't know. I, you know, it, it's funny because you're such a busy man. I mean, we got Brian Anderson here for the Brewers. He does NBA and TNT, and he's all over the TV. Yay. Yeah, oh you're God. all over the TV. you got the Senior Bowl this week in the NFL Network and that type of thing, too. Uh, but first, before we get to all that stuff, I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on the Packers and how the season ended for the Packers because at least around here, uh, the expectation was Super Bowl for this Green Bay Packers team, especially with everybody coming back from being dinged up and hurt outside of David Bakhtiari to play in that last playoff game, uh, and they came up short against the Niners. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm not, you know, I think you guys know me pretty well. I'm not Mr. Supercritical at all, but I think that just to be as plain-spoken as I can from watching it from afar – I don't know that you have any explanation for the reason they didn't win that football game. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can say, well, they got this blocked and they didn't do this. And they did. What I'm saying is it was all there for them. They should, have, they should have been the team to advance. They were better. 
um, to me in my mind and in, in, in roster and in, in achievement on the season. They had improved the run defense to a stage where San Francisco couldn't, shouldn't have just lined up and just ran over them, and they didn't do it like they did previous years. But still, there was a third and, what, nine or ten that Debo Samuel just took and just mashed his way downfield and got a first down. That's not supposed to happen. So I could go on and cite chapter and verse that way. But this is a team that, again, in a position with everything going their way, having worked hard and achieved home field advantage, didn't take advantage of it. Multiple drives and opportunities in the second half of that game, it came a cropper, and they're at home, unfortunately, for them. So I hope that doesn't sound like, you know, I'm trying to be Mr. Overly Critical. (laughs) I'm just trying to state what's there. That was a better football team than sitting at home asking them questions, why didn't we get it done this time? Charles, Gary Olson here. Then let's dive a little deeper because I've been doing this for this business for about 20 years now. And this is the first time uh, under the Rodgers uh, regime since he's been here that Packer fans have kind of been a little bit more critical of him uh, yeah. after they lost this last game. They thought that maybe he should have played a little bit better. They thought maybe that they didn't see that MVP, MVP guy that they saw yeah. throughout the regular season. Yeah, and I think that he's he's suffering from that a little bit right now. Patrick Mahomes is going through that in Kansas City. Yep. You know, where where he was a part of the thing. This wasn't, you know, you remember when they lost to the Patriots in the playoffs that first year? Remember everyone was screaming, change the rules. Yeah. Mahomes never touched the football, right? <laughs> and then later on, he benefited, and he got it done against Buffalo. The first half against Cincinnati was lights out. Second half. Not so much. And then when the game's on the line, he's running around and taking sacks and things of that nature. And I loved how he went to the podium and said, it's on me. That's a kid who's very self-aware and understands being a leader and doing what he's supposed to do. I think that for Green Bay and everything that's gone on over the last couple of years, I think it'd be disingenuous to take everything out of it and not realize that's a part of the reason that the criticism is louder. Because there's just so much that's swirled around for the last couple of years that Aaron's been involved with. Now, was it all his fault? We all know better than that. But he's the focal point. He's the MVP. He's the leader. A lot of empty possessions in the second half. And because of everything that's swirled around, you know, so much discussion that wasn't just football. Right. I think that maybe sometimes the criticism gets louder for those reasons, even if that's not fair. If you just keep it to the football, the bottom line is the Packers didn't get it done. And he's the quarterback of that team. Mm-hmm. Talking with Charles Davis, NFL and CBS analyst, of course, Senior Bowl uh, coming up uh, this weekend as well, NFL Network. Charles, when we talk about quarterbacks uh, and how they're viewed and how they're valued, so often they're tied to Super Bowl rings uh, at the end of the yeah. day. And that second Super Bowl ring is always kind of a line in the sand, I think, for how quarterbacks are viewed. When you talk about Aaron Rodgers, you know quarterback rating-wise he's going to be at the top of the heap. Touchdown to interception ratio. He's going to be at the top of uh, the heap there, too. When you start talking about greatest of all time, how important do you think that second ring is for Aaron Rodgers to get? I think it changes everything because of the way we frame the discussion over the years. And whether that's fair or not, you know, we, we can all kind of agree, maybe not so much, because it knocks Dan Marino out of any of our discussions, doesn't it? Right. Because mm-hmm. he didn't even get one. But I don't know that I've seen a better, pro, better player play quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. But his name will never come up on those lists. And I still remember his second year, which was one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen anyone play in the NFL. And it was his second year in the league. They go to the, the, the Super Bowl, lose to San Francisco. I don't know if you guys remember, there was a great campaign afterwards, a great TV ad. I think it was for Diet Pepsi or Pepsi. And it's Joe Montana and Dan Marino in uniform. And at the end of the commercial, at the end of the thing, Joe you know, grabs the, the Pepsi and hands one to Dan, and he's starting to walk off, and Reno goes, hey, Joe, next time I'm buying, meaning I'll see you again in the Super Bowl. Right. He, never, he never got back. Nothing's promised. Nothing's guaranteed. So I'm, a, I'm not a huge believer in totally evaluating on whether they won championships or not. There are guys running around with rings that didn't contribute a heck of a lot, 
but they have mm-hmm. more rings than these quarterbacks. So does that make them more valuable? Nah, you know what I'm saying. But it is how our, our, our discussion is framed. That second championship's huge because Peyton Manning really broke through getting that second one with Denver because he couldn't get the second one with Indianapolis. They got beat by New Orleans. But at the end of his career, he rode off into the sunset, and it changed the narrative. When's the last time you heard anyone talk about his playoff record? Right? Yeah. Because right. prior to that, that was a huge discussion point, wasn't it? No you doubt. Know? He's barely 500. He's this, he's that. Second Super Bowl ring, like it, like it didn't exist. So more power to him, and I think your point is well taken. For Aaron, we know he's one of the greatest of all time. That is without dispute. And anyone who wants to have that discussion with me, it's a short discussion because I'm not having it because I think it's stupid. He absolutely is. But greatest of all time, when pe- people sit around and discuss it, that will, that will get thrown into the hopper when you're starting to try and break ties about who the best are. And that's what, that will hurt him because the second one's just not there. No, I would totally agree with you. And then just to frame it a little bit for you, uh, he said he let the Packers know some, sometime around March whether he's going to come back or be a part of the Packers. Now, looming out there is a new contract for him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is making about $45 million per. Uh, Devontae Adams said he wants a new contract. He's looking at about $30 million per. And then I, we hear in rumblings mm-hmm. that, well, if those, those are numbers, we're not going to be able to keep everybody. We don't know what kind of team right. we're going to have if that's the price. How do you think this all ends out with Devontae Adams, Rodgers, coming back to the Packers next year? Yeah, I, I was of the opinion when he walked off the field that I would expect, I expect him to be back with Green Bay next year if he was going to play. Uh, to me, it was either Green Bay or he was going to retire. I don't know if I'm right about that, but I do know this. The Patrick Mahomes contract, you talk to anyone in Kansas City, what is the one phrase that they tell you all the time? It is, it, it, they're like, yeah, I know it's a big contract. But it's it says friendly, it's a cap-friendly contract. contract. Yeah. It's a team-friendly deal. Yeah. If you're doing this with Aaron, you're doing this with Devontae, if they want to keep everyone around and together, and I'm not saying them you know, per se, if the Green Bay's trying to get this done, to me it sounds like you're trying to do the same thing Kansas City's done. They've got some big contracts, but they all talk about them being team-friendly, able to go get more people. Because how many times you see Kansas City pick up a guy and you're like, how are they doing that? I thought all their money was with Mahomes, yeah. right? Yeah. They went yeah. to Orlando Brown last year. They ended up picking up Melvin Ingram during the season this year. They've got some decisions to make now, too, with Tyron Matthew and some others. But to me, how does a team structure a deal that allows the core of this team to stay together because it's really good? And you don't want to see it say, okay, if we're signing Aaron and Devontae, we're going to make decisions elsewhere. Well, I think it, and I think that's part of what Aaron's talking about. Remember he said, I don't want to come back for a rebuild? Yes. Well, part of the rebuild is going to be how many guys can you keep and how many guys you have to let go, et cetera, et cetera. So. A lot of things coming coming up for them. Brian Gutekunst and crew, they got some work to do. But I feel, I sincerely felt like Aaron Rodgers would be back in Green Bay if he plays next year. I'm still sticking on that. But that's only because I didn't think he had a better option. I thought that Green Bay was his best option. Well, it's not if all of a sudden salary cap kicks in and guys aren't going to be around. Talking with Charles Davis, NFL on CBS analyst. Catch him on NFL Network with the Senior Bowl coming up as well. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline here on the Wendy's Big Show. Got to get your thoughts on on what the allegations have been made by Brian Flores um, uh, towards the NFL and his lawsuit. And then Hugh Jackson uh, on Twitter yesterday uh, as well, referencing Jimmy Haslam of Cleveland. And, and, the, and part of this whole thing of being paid allegedly $100,000 to lose games uh, Gary called it depressing yesterday on the ra- on the radio. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it just it, it it feels like a bad TV movie. You know, it, the idea that anyone would would walk in and say, "Here you go, you're a coach of my team. I'm gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars to lose games." I'm like, who in their right mind even voices that? <laughs> so. That has to be proven first and foremost, right? Like that actually happened, you know, that people would do that because I have trouble getting that through my brain that people who only run these teams do that. Sham interviews, I don't have much pro- trouble getting that through my brain. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds, you know, well, I'm not surprised by that at all. Mm-hmm. We have sham interviews in regular business world. 
So who are we kidding about all of that? We know that's going on. Depressing is a great word because we could not have come off a better two weekends of NFL football. And now this is what our discussion is. Absolutely. I certainly hope none of this is true because if it is true, we're violating the game. Okay. We're absolutely violating the game. So, so that just, that just, that would depress the heck out of me. I hope none of that's true about tanking and money being offered and all that. Sham interviews. Come on. What world do we all live in that you wouldn't think there've been sham interviews? Come on. I mean, no, there's I... sham interviews for there's sham interviews for the barista at Starbucks if if somebody's brother or sister wants to hold a spot for their brother or sister. Sure. Yep. No, I and I would agree with all that. And I think what hits me is now that Hugh Jackson has come out and said the same thing. And I and I said to Steve this morning as we were talking, I said the crazy thing about this, I don't know if it's true or not. So as black coaches, when we finally yeah. get a job in the NFL, are they asking only black coaches to lose <laughs> games? Because I would like to know if white coaches, are they're asking them to lose games as well. I mean, if it's that way, the whole yeah. thing is a sham. That, the whole thing's a sham. And Gary, one thing I would say is there have been times we can all look at in the NFL season where teams, it was advantageous for them to lose and their strategy changed from one half to another. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't all black coaches. (laughs) And I'm only saying that because the vast majority of coaches in the NFL have been white. Right. So I I have seen some were down the stretch. What's the advantage of winning, losing? Who Oh, those guys never played in the second half. And did they just run the ball in the second half? And were they up 21 and lost by three? You know, some of those you might arch an eyebrow about. So I would say that this worked both ways. But depressing, your word is perfect for this. That's depressing to hear that this is what is being accused. And now we have to let that play out and find out what's real. I'm not about to sit here and come down one side or the other, but this is what Brian Flores is alleging. And only, and I've only known him to be a man of character and integrity. So we'll see where it comes out of it. He is Charles Davis, NFL and CBS analyst. And of course, uh, you'll catch him on Senior Bowl NFL Network this weekend. Have you been able to see any of the practices, Charles, so far to this point this week or no? Yeah, I've been able to see a bunch of them, and I'm getting ready to go 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 to work again now. So my apologies for that. But the practices have been good. These kids have worked really, really hard. It's always quarterbacks, guys. I don't know that there's a quarterback that has a true first round grade on him right now. But in this world and in this league, someone always plays into it. <laughs> yep. And right now, the leading contenders here at the Senior Bowl are Kenny Pickett from Pitt. And Malik Willis from Liberty. So we'll see how they tw- how they play out. Yeah, the crazy part about that is, and that was Charles Davis earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami Makhlouf standing by. Both of those guys, uh, I've seen mocks. Both of those guys project to go in the first round. And he is saying, he's watching them, and he don't see it. I mean, I, again, good luck. When you're quarterback hungry, you're just going to take a guy, just tell your fan base you took a guy, and sometimes that's not always the right move. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Cute Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball, inside bocce ball. You don't got freeze outside, inside. Darts, table tennis, pool, foosball, shuffleboard. They got it all. Plus, while you're there, you got some great food. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> See, that wasn't very good. I didn't like that one. With all the extras, I got to practice. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. We'll find out from Rami if him and Bart are back at being enemies again after what Rami's been talking about Bart the last couple of days. Find out how that went for Rami and Bart earlier today, next, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan, uh, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Doing a lot of great things for the Special Olympics coming up this weekend. Check them out, Special, or I should say MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Uh, also, Admirals Hockey on My24. I believe their next game coming up is on My24. Check that out as well. Uh, joining us now. Rami Makhlouf, the Rami Show, comes up from 3 until 6. Mm-hmm. You were around with Bart this morning. I was. I missed it because I had a bunch of stuff going on, and I had to turn off the radio in my office to deal with all that. Um, so I did not hear what was about to happen, and I really did, and I was mad that I missed it. Um, but you've been kind of 
all over Bart the I last couple of days since his performance on your show Tuesday. I'm going to be out of that world. Uh, that whole thing. I'm not having any so fun. So he wasn't having any fun. Right, yeah, yeah. So you were really, you did a whole topic on it, on well, top of it yesterday, yeah. and just kind of all over just, Bart. So how, how did this all go when you went on his show this morning? It was fine. That's fine. Me and does Bart, he not listen to your show? Does he not? Does he not heard no, you? No, he heard it. Actually, Sam takes clips of my show and sends them oh. to Bart and Toby. Ah, that's smart. If I talk about Bart, good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So there's a little cross promotion, yeah. you know, when we talk about sure. each other or talk to each other, yeah. indirectly. So you guys were fine. Yeah. Right. Me and Bart are the best of friends. Mm. No, we are. Mm. And I told him last week, I'm not going to fight him anymore. Like we can disagree. Yeah. We can disagree. It's what fine. about the basketball thing? It's fine. Is that we, still happening? I'm down. If anybody, the two on two if thing anybody, you if anybody, to do? If, I, th- I don't think Bart wants any of this smoke. So now Bart's done with it. I think it? Toby is down because it was already to happen. Then I didn't know if Bart actually backed up. I don't think Bart wants any of this smoke. Yeah, I think that's what's going on there. Toby is in. You know. Yeah, he's younger. Yeah, sure. Better shape, probably. Right, exactly. Yeah. Although now that I found out I got high cholesterol, maybe I shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know drop what that you mean. Basketball court for some stupid radio bit. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today. By the way, I had a delicious, nutritious, heart-healthy lunch of a spinach, egg white omelet, and oatmeal today. I feel that cholesterol dropping right now. It's disgusting. <laughs> Nothing you said sounded appetizing. What Nothing. do you mean? It was great. I'd rather just not have lunch. It was great. It was really good. I didn't have lunch. I never have lunch. That that sounded disgusting. I feel I, full. I'm but, glad I didn't. But not stuffed. You know what I mean? No, okay. I don't. No. I have no idea what you mean. But if you want to go with that, I don't want to die, man. All right, go with that. Can you just go with it? I don't want to die either. I don't want to die, you know. But I get a physical every year, unlike you. Well, I'm gonna get back to doing that. Yeah, now that you have hot out about your cholesterol, I'm sure you will. Boy, reality there hit you in the face. You me started today. Last Mm -hmm. night I had a three cheese frozen pizza for dinner, but today knew me. Ooh, what kind? Knew me. It was a I think Palermo's. Not a Jack's guy. Three cheese. I get whatever is on sale. Well, Jackson's normally like four for ten. Oh yeah, no, I mean I don't eat you know the really bad ones. I get whatever good one is on sale. Oh, so now we're uppity. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Afternoon show in Milwaukee. Now he's picky about pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'm picky frozen about pizza. pizza. Get out of yeah. here. I am what are you pi- talking about? I didn't even eat frozen pizza till like ten years ago. I didn't like frozen, but they they stepped their game up. Oh, they, they did. They stepped their game up. Yeah, there are a few brands that that make a quality frozen pizza. A lot of them trash though. A lot of them are just trash. I guess that and if all you're getting, if you're getting four for ten, mm. I like Jack's frozen pizza. I'm not going to say anything about any brand I, names in particular. I don't want to hurt I, any advertising I'm opportunities. Just, I'm just saying, if you're getting four for ten, you're probably getting. I'm just telling you, Jack's is a favorite in our house. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 